M S W Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Oh, I do not want to fuck with the mouse. Like, the mouse is not to be fucked with. Mm-mm, Daddy Mickey is scary. Daddy Mickey's not even far away from me. Like, you come to my house. Same. Also, if you are ever talking to someone and they refer to their apartment as a house and you correct them, you are a fucking hater. I just want you to know that, that my apartment is my house. That's the same thing. Yeah. Did somebody do that to you at work? No. Honestly, probably. I probably, I think there, I just like turned my brain off because it's too annoying. So I, probably that's happened, but it happened to me a very long time ago. And then I saw someone with the same sentiment on Twitter and it reminded me. And I was like, yeah, stop fucking saying that to people. I always get really self-conscious because I technically live in a townhouse, but I always call it my house. And then people are like, oh, you bought a house? And I'm like, well, kind of. I, uh, the townhouse is my current aspiration, you know? I'd, like, love to be, like, on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to have direct, a pretty good aspiration. direct access to outside. That seems like luxury. I know. But somebody did try to break in my house last night. You want to see? Isn't that so scary? What is she doing? She's not frozen. She's literally just like peeping into your home. And in the background, you can see that there's somebody standing with the gate like open. They were trying to lure him. Yeah, like that's crazy. They were gonna like lure him out of the house and then kill us all. I don't know. It was scary. Oh God. Well, I suppose we should do this shit. So as you guys know, we started a Patreon, and previously we had submissions open to everyone, but now you have to pay four dollars to tell us your woes. After we got to like four hundred story submissions, it became absolutely insurmountable to sort through. It was part of me felt that I needed to pull like a rich, mentally ill woman in the 1800s and like go to the seaside to focus on my literature to really get through all that. Like that seemed like the only real choice to give those stories the dignity that they deserve because you can't skim a fucking story like that. Like no. when someone's like pouring their heart out, you can't be like, uh, let me spark notes this bullshit. And boy, was so I. So I need to go to the seaside. So until we can arrange that, you do have to pay four dollars to submit unfortunately (laughs) you're gonna have to do that but you know allegedly people like the submissions episodes so everybody wins because we never did them before because it was so anxiety inducing to do so so now we'll do one because literally both of us would open that google sheet and be like "Mm, it's a lot of trauma and not a lot of time yeah i would just be like you know what i i these are and they're crazy you get sucked into them and you're like reading everybody's stories and it's like it really puts into perspective what a shit show everything is However, no, I like really get into them and then we'll tell mm-hmm. the stories to my boyfriend.
boyfriend and I'm like so passionate about it. He's like, wait, I thought you taught it in high school. Why are you talking about a third grade class? And I'm like, oh no, this is a person I've never met before. Mm-hmm. The literature just sucks you in. It puts you right exactly. there. Oh my god. Well, my vibes are shit today, so we might as well just do this. Because Why are your vibes shit? I don't know. I'm either pregnant or going insane. Who's to say? no los dos. Honestly? <laughs> <laughs> You're just on this roller coaster called life. Amen, sister friend. Okay. okay. Let's get into the, the patron's woes. Do you want to read the first one or do you want me to read the first one? You can one? read the first one. Loving these novels. Okay. I did say I wanted to get more into reading. <laughs> we have not pre-read these, by the this way. This is a raw dog live react. Hello, friends. Oh, that's really sweet. First, thank you for the laughs and real talk on the on the podcast. It always makes me smile and lets me know I'm not alone. Thanks, Brenda. You're not. We're actually recording this from your bathroom. <laughs> we're, we're with you right now. We're in the room. I don't know why, but I feel the need to spill all my stories and tea with you both. However, in order to not bore you, I went with one story from this year. I'm a high school agriculture teacher. Ooh. Oh, 8 through 12 and have been teaching for 10 years. One side note, our ag building, that's what agriculture is like abbreviated. Our ag building is on campus, but students walk through a parking lot to get from the main building to our building. Since we are a detached, we have our own restrooms in the building. Anyways, I've been at my current job for three years and my evaluations are usually super low key and more performative than anything. Most of the time, my admin doesn't even stay in the room the entire class period and he rarely provides any heads up as to when he will be evaluating me in there. In October, he decides to come do an eval on a day that I am team teaching with the other ag teachers that I work with. I have on my Britney Spears microphone. Oh my god, did you have one of those during COVID? Um, so no, I got one of the pink ones that does like the echo on it, but I just never really used it because in the time that we had the mask, so few of my kids were in person and they were like very, very, very shy that I was like, I physically cannot use a microphone in front of them because they're gonna never come back. <laughs> Be so scared. That's when I got my karaoke mic too, and it was also very traumatizing for them. But I loved my Britney Spears mic because I have nodes on my vocal cords. I was like, why the hell didn't I get one of these from the jump? I should have had one all the Honestly, time. Honestly, in the 21 to 22 year, I was wearing a mask when I would walk around the room, but I like when I would be at the front of the room, I'd like make all the kids be more than six feet away from me. I would teach just so they could hear me. And looking back, like I think I that's not good to be like that loud all day just as how loud you have to be to talk to like 25 people at one time I need to get on the microphone game yes love that so she says she's wearing her Britney Spears mic and doing the dog and pony show when she wrote that I literally thought like if she's an agriculture teacher she literally has dogs and ponies and I was like dumbass like what kind of budget are y'all getting y'all y'all are getting dogs and ponies and ponies in the same show my kitten request was denied I had to do it as a title one request so it took a year (laughs) Dead ass. Oh, thank you for saying that. Hell yeah. Fuck that. I love when admins always like, just put in a request for it. And I'm like, I'd rather buy it on Amazon. Thank you so much. No, one time they told me to do the Title One request. It was for like an online subscription. It wasn't for Nearpod, but like something similar to like that. Like a very reasonable thing to ask for money for. And they're like, oh, do a Title One request. And then they were like, no one ever does them. So it'll definitely get approved. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds too good to be true. It was. Yeah, you figured out why nobody yeah, did it. Yeah, I figured out why nobody did it. They're like, yeah, we allocated the funding. See if you can find it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Is the funding in the room with us? <laughs> They're like, to access 
the title when funding. One must solve a series of riddles, and then you must attend a meeting and present to a committee of wizards. But you, you shall not find out when the meeting is, for that is the first riddle. <laughs> I hate it in the public school system. Oh my god. Hey y'all, it's Fraz with a content warning. There's an emetophobia topic thing for the next few minutes, so skip this story if you don't want to hear it. Love you, bye. Perfect. Anyways, um, as the admin perches at a standing table in the back of the room on his laptop, we start, I'm walking around and reminding students to put away their cell phones and cooperate with me since the admin is in the room to evaluate me. Not that they are bad, but you know how it goes with high schoolers sometimes, any students, you know. They just need a reminder that I'm not trying to get fired this hour based on their behavior. Valid. We are updating records in an online system which is required by our state department for ag classes. I'm walking 55 kids through the steps to get their individual information into this database. There is a student sitting on a beanbag chair and is sleeping. I walk over to him, touch his shoulder, and ask him to wake up and log into the website. He's kind of groggy, but I just assume he didn't sleep well the night before and got too comfy in the beanbag chair. I bend down and whisper to him that I need him to at least open his Chromebook because I was getting evaluated. As I'm standing back up, his friend tells me that the kid isn't feeling well. At that exact moment, I start to hear retching noises from the beanbag, and he pukes all over his Chromebook backpack and the beanbag and himself. Before, that's, and that's a high schooler, so I don't think I'm prepared to deal with that. That is a lot that I, oh Jesus. Before I see it, I smell it and I start gagging. My microphone is still on, so my dry heaving is projecting across the classroom through the speaker to my absolute horror, but I can't stop. I look over to the back of the room and it seems like my admin is oblivious. I look back down at the kid who is now slumped (laughs) over in his own vomit and contemplate all the life choices that have led me to this moment. Oh my God. Is that an episode of, like, a TV show? This is SNL. As I'm trying to assist the student, I continue gagging the entire time. I did have enough wits about me to tear off my microphone at some point so it wasn't being blasted to the entire building. I start locating Lysol wipes and paper towels and throwing them at the mess, all while I have students who are still asking me questions about how to enter their info into the system. Of course we're still asking questions. I love high schoolers because you will be literally at your lowest of lows. Like, you will be going through so much and they're like, uh, hey, by the way, how do you send an email? No. you're like, not right now. (laughs) Girl, when I'm teaching kindergarten, they'll come up to me and be like, miss, he's looking at me. He's looking at me. Or there's just some kid, you're cleaning up vomit and there's a kid on the other side of the room just screaming, miss, 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 miss. (laughs) There's, it's just... (laughs) <laughs> the Britney it's, Spears mic is what's sending me. I'm just imagining all the other kids and the admin reacting not to that. That admin was like, "Damn, this fucking Tetris game on my little <laughs> Lenovo laptop is going crazy hard right now." I can't. How do the kids keep asking about their logins and shit? How is that happening while you're gagging? They would ask. They would ask. And you're team teaching, so your colleagues. Oh are my there. god, I forgot about that aspect of it. Where's the other lady? I'm What's she dead. doing? <laughs> I literally yelled pre-K pause to signal to them to shut the fuck up while I dealt with the bodily fluids that had created a splash zone in the middle of the classroom. Still, no reaction from my admin. Mm. Am I in the twilight he zone? He really, like, he went to that district seminar where they're like, a good evaluator 
is not seen or heard. You have to <laughs> blend in. And the environment should be like you never even entered the room. That's how the environment should be. They took that so fucking seriously. At the end of the presentation where they said, what did you learn today? That's what they said. And they yeah. said, this is a test. This is what they, in that moment, they're probably thinking, they're like, this is the test right now to see if I react. And I'm going to follow my training. <laughs> Literally, they passed with flying colors. Oh, here we go. When my partner teacher realizes what's happening, he begins to help. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> he begins to help by getting the sick student to the bathroom and calling the office to let them know to contact the kid's mom. He starts laughing at my gagging, which doesn't help. As I'm throwing paper towels down in the mess, like a scene out of Big Daddy, one of our regular troublemakers yells unironically, grab a bucket and a mop. At this point, I'm sure my admin has to be doing something helpful, like maybe calling a janitor on his walkie-talkie, but no. Still typing on his computer, he continues to give no reaction or provide any I assistance. I would give anything for whatever he was typing. Whatever he was working on, I would give anything to live read it right now. He's probably actually, he probably was doing the Wordle. <laughs> I am happy to report that said troublemaker did actually grab the bucket and mop from our shop and began to help clean up the mess after I threw some <laughs> gloves at him while I continued to dry heave because that smell was now thick in the room. After the 10-minute vomit detour, we got back on track with the lesson. Never once did the admin say anything or do anything, and I am still left wondering how he didn't freaking react to any of that. Not to mention, no mention of it in my eval. And if I hadn't had my teaching partner there to witness it, I would have sworn it was all a dream. Again, thanks for doing the Lord's work. I appreciate your insights and comedy as I continue to contemplate my career choice on the daily. Sincerely, a high school g-ag teacher. Ag teacher with Iconic. g in front of it. Incredible. It's sending me that he didn't redo the evaluation and that he also didn't mention that it happened. Like, what the fuck was he typing? Was he not at least being like, teacher is so great at performing while gagging. Like, wh oh my God. Wh what? Oh, This also shit. reminded me of the, like, one of the first times I was being evaluated, first or second times I was being evaluated by the district. And I told the kids, I was like, we're going to have visitors. Um, I said, they're here to evaluate me and you. So make sure <laughs> you're acting right. And then I did bribe them. I was like, well, I'll get a snack or candy or something if we're good. And I, in hindsight, should have really been more clear about what I meant by good because they took their roles extremely, extremely seriously. And some of them were too good to the point that it was weird. The one moment that I remember the most is that this one kid, when they were watching me like finish up the class, like give them their little exit ticket, how the kids leave, how they turn in their work, that kind of stuff. This kid looks at the evaluator and goes, oh, that was amazing. I learned so much in here. And then looks at me and goes, and I learned so much from you every day. And then leaves. And the evaluator just stared at me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, wow. I don't know what that was. What did you offer them? Candy. You said candy? You weren't like... So I can't remember what I ended up giving them, but they like tried to blackmail me into giving them blue Gatorade because they were like, oh, you know what would be really good is blue Gatorade. And I was like, well, that would be... There's 30 of you. So like that, I'd have to like go get the little bottles. And they were like, 
But if I knew I had the blue Gatorade, I'd really, I'd really be remembering that stuff. And then I remember we liked, oh, I think I gave them Rice Krispie treats in the end. Mm, I think that was our compromise because I was, they were like, you give us um, dum-dums all the time. So that's not special. And I was like, you're right. I have kind of like lowered the trading value of dum-dums because I give them to you every time you do anything. Oh my God. Evaluations. (laughs) My first school was very like, would plan your evals. Not my first school. My first school didn't evaluate me. My second school would really plan them out. But my most recent school, she would just come in for half a class period. And one day I was like pregnant and sick and she just showed up and I had literally nothing planned I was reading curriculum from the like language arts book and that was my formal eval and I was like fuck Nancy god damn it Nancy but she was in my room all the time she knew that she'd seen some shit in that room they would give us like a window for ours they'd be like we are coming sometime during this week oh that's nice and that was for like the written down ones and then they would just like pop in for the other ones and then the district would usually get a week notice and it was always like the day before or two days before the district was coming your admin would come walk your room and be like fix that fix that fix that fix that so I was talking to my sister about this today like the laundry list of stuff that I always had to have in my room was just crazy like the amount of bulletin boards and vocab and all that and I'm like damn what was I afraid of? Like, they're not going to hit me. When districts would come in, they would... So in California, you can't have anything on the walls. It depends on the school. But, like, my school, you had to have 90% of the wall uncovered, whatever the fuck that means. Because fires. Oh, we didn't have those. <laughs> and then you couldn't have anything higher than three feet that was unsecured. So you'd have to put bungee cords across all of your books and shit and take everything down. My first year teaching, we would jam our cars Full of shit from our classrooms until oversight was over you couldn't bring that's it back. insane i never had a fire marshal walk my room but i know if they did they would spontaneously combust from anxiety what do you have in there? everything oh, okay. okay i'm gonna read story okay. two when i was in middle school ew i know I was a bit of a struggling student. I had been a fairly decent student throughout elementary school. However, when I got into junior high school, I was getting bullied a lot more, going through some stuff in my personal life and overall struggling with learning how to learn in that setting. Growing up, I was a huge lover of science, so I was excited about my seventh grade science class. I was registered in the biology class for gifted and talented education. Gate. Yes, we love a gate. Gatekeep girl boss. Do you have gate? Growing up, I was in the gifted program, but I don't think it was called gate. We didn't have gifted classes at the school I taught at, but some kids would have the gifted distinction on them because they were in it in elementary school. But it's not something I'd ever encountered as a teacher. When I was growing up, ours was called goal, but in California, it's gate. Anyways, sorry I interrupted. Continue. Okay, so where was I? My teacher was a pretty stuck up when I got to the class. I was determined to get on her good side, though, and made sure to communicate to her how much I love science and wanted to work in it someday. At the beginning of the semester, I tried my hardest on all the assignments, but she constantly degraded me, often in front of the class, because I was not as smart or driven as the other students in her eyes. I would spend hours each night working on homework and studying what she assigned. I had grown up struggling with tests, which is often what hurt my grades are standing in the class when I would meet with her to discuss what I needed help with she often remarked that I needed to get smarter or get out I can't imagine saying that to a kid I would say that as a joke but only to a kid I knew could take it and like would know it's a joke oh my god and so this is a student this is not a teacher. yeah this is a student I mean this is their story from school so maybe they're a teacher now I don't know we'll get there possibly um or she would say sometimes working hard to do well doesn't mean you're smart enough to earn it this woman is whatever the opposite of a growth mindset is 
Yeah, damn. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay. As a student who's used to being praised for working hard to be smart, this broke me. I stopped turning in work for the class and stopped participating as much due to fear of being called out or mocked. Valid. On our last day she, of class, she pulled me aside. Part of me was hoping for an apology or at least concern about why I stopped doing work. Instead, I was met with a total fucking doozy. I have noticed your lack of drive in this semester alongside your lower test grades compared to your classmates. As much as you have stressed that you love science and want to do it later, your work ethic and knowledge show otherwise. Let me make it clear, you will never amount to anything in the scientific field. You would be lucky to even make it into something close to that. This is a child. This is a seventh grader. Ew. You're like at your most insecure at that age level too. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awful. Your brain is like literally Play-Doh at that time and she put her thumb right in your brain. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally shocked beyond words. I'd never had a teacher make even close to a remark like that, and I never even got close to a remark like that again. Scared that she would tell my parents her perceptions of me as a student and how lazy I am. I never told them she said that until I was in college, and they were seriously pissed. I don't usually think that violence is the answer, but if I was a parent in this situation, think of, like, the biggest Karen you know, and then multiply it, and then that's what I would be. I'm, like, shocked. I can't imagine, like, this is, okay. I think most teachers are in teaching because they love it and they love kids and they love learning and all of that. But, like, every career out there, some people are in it because it's a job. And what gets me is, like, if you want to be a dickhead, work somewhere else. Work at Verizon. Work at your local power company. Like, work at a bank. People are dicks at the bank all the time. So, back to the story. Finally told your parents... When you were in college, they were pissed. I would have been pissed. I took that comment so hard and it affected how I saw myself, my brain, and what I wanted to do for so long. Until I was a senior in high school, I told myself I wanted to major in anything other than science related because she made me feel like I couldn't do it. Joke's on her now though, I'm a college student with a 3.96 GPA, oh my god, studying to be an environmental educator in the outdoors and getting my secondary teaching credential in life sciences. You're gonna love this part, you're gonna eat this shit up, just wait. wait. She is retired, divorced, hated by her adult children. Children and miserable according to her public Facebook. Maybe karma does exist. Karma is a cat. Yay! Oh my god. This might be wow. a controversial take from someone that doesn't have any kids, but I feel like someone's adult kids not speaking to them at all says a lot because I feel like it would take a lot to fully cut off a parent. Like I, at the slightest inconvenience, I'm like, mother, you're not going to believe what these people are doing. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine just like fully cutting off your parent. I mean, they got to do something pretty heinous. It's a rare for us to not take the teacher's side, but telling a child that they'll never achieve their dreams. Yeah. That'll that'll get me there. You know, yeah, it's true. Any who's all. We'll see you after this beautiful ad or not. If nobody bought this spot, it'll be empty. Yes. Number three, y'all. During my student teaching year, I was in a fourth grade classroom with a group of challenging but wonderful kids, aren't they all? There were regular fights, cussing out teachers, all that jazz. I really learned how to handle a crisis. One student in particular was extremely challenging. We eventually had to put a safety plan in place because there were fights every day with a student and other extreme behaviors. I had one of those last year. I had to learn how to flush the room. Oh, everywhere has different terms for this. I've heard room clears, evacuation. Mine was get out. Please get out. 
Leave. Lockdown was what they called it at my student teaching school. That doesn't make sense. It's the opposite of a lockdown. It's an open up and get out. Correct. But because it's an outdoor campus, you would have to pull all the backpacks and all the equipment because it was an inclusive setting. You would have to pull everything into the room and all the trash cans and lock the door because a kid was escalating outside of the classroom. Oh. So like one day, one of the lockdowns, we had to pull everything in and outside a student was trying to dig under the gate and was ripping out baby trees. She was a first grader ripping out baby trees like that. Because she was like Hulk strength. Adrenaline can really do something to your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. So she's doing very well now. But that was, I was, it was the first time I had seen a kid with an ED diagnosis, emotional disturbance diagnosis. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I get that. And there were four people sitting around with clipboards watching her do everything because the school was in the process of being sued because that just happens all the time in LAUSD. It just parents suing the district for all manner of things it was very interesting i learned a lot the clipboards is interesting to me i wonder what that does to a child developmentally to like be going through something like that and then just multiple adults taking notes i wonder how that Hmm. i know anyways i had to learn how to flush the room by getting all students out of the room except him when he began throwing furniture or going after any student around him one day he was starting a fight between another student in the hallway it hadn't escalated yet so i stood between them to try to convince the student to turn around and go on a walk with me always come for a walk with me friend big mistake you see we actually had a great relationship and i had been able to de-escalate him before before i knew it the students were going at each other and the kid was swinging his full water bottle around to hit the other kid i was stuck in the middle and got hit in the head by the bottle (gasps) once he realized he hit me he stopped and apologized because he meant to hit the other kid oh my god i immediately felt dazed i went to an empty classroom and sat on the floor the room spinning i had a concussion i ended up having to go to the hospital and was out of work for almost a week the recovery took almost a month the worst part the admin knew and never told the kid's parent or gave him any consequences he got in trouble for fighting that day but not for hitting a kid or a teacher girl when i came back i had to keep it a secret from the kids why i was gone because they had decided not to tell (sighs) maybe because i was standing between the students so i was technically in the wrong or breaking policy okay so just let him hit the other kid and like knock him out with a water bottle what the fuck usually my admin is great but this one incident really left me with questions anyway i returned and the student definitely knew he kept asking about my head with a strange smile on his face i continued to teach him the rest of the year luckily the student is now in a special classroom with an iep where he's able to get the behavior supports he needs to succeed in the classroom and i definitely got a wide range of experience my student teaching year so this is fourth grade last year in third grade a student of mine sounds a lot like that situation he during pe inexplicably and suddenly on the yard they call it the yard but it's just cement it's like a big like a prison yard it's exactly like a prison yard like every class had a different quadrant he took a soccer ball turned and faced another class across the way and drop kicked the ball as hard as he could into their class and it hit my colleague in the side of her head and it hit her so hard and it happened like literally in our district we have to teach pe so i'm not like you have to teach pe Mm -hmm. at least at the schools i've been at you do with them 
I don't know. I do like the most random shit. We would like, they were just passing soccer balls back and forth that day. But he turned around and drop kicked it as hard as he could and it hit my colleague. And she came over freaking out, of course. And I, I was just like feeling so bad because obviously my student kicked her in the head with a ball, but like I couldn't stop him. I mean, it happened so fast. Like why would he turn around and kick a ball over there? Like all of a sudden. So her head was like killing her and like ringing and she got tinnitus and all this stuff. So she goes into the office. Wait, what's tinnitus? It's when you have ringing in your ears. Oh, zero stars. Continue. Yeah, so she goes into the office and is filling out an incident report, which is something I had to do a couple times when a student hurt me. You have to, like, fill out a thing. I had to fill out a couple of those, never for injuries, but for various events. I can't remember what for. Nothing crazy, but, yeah, familiar. I hate doing paperwork. Me too. So I walked in to, like, check on her and say bye, and I, like, walked him to the office, too, to get picked up. She asked them to suspend him, and she was like, I think he did it on purpose. He tried to hit me, and I was like, I don't know, honestly, if, like, he could have aimed that. I think it was a reckless choice, but I do not think that he's a soccer star to the point where he could have drop-kicked that ball deliberately into your head, like, you know? Like, yeah. I think he meant to hurt somebody. I don't think he had, a like, a exact victim in mind. Yeah, I was like, I don't think it's because he, like, targeted you or anything, but she ended up going to the hospital afterwards, and she had a brain bleed. Damn. Mm-hmm, and she was out for three months. I thought that my student had made her quit, and then one day I saw her in the parking lot, and she told me, because she was coming back for half days, and she was like, the doctor told me that, like, if I overexert myself, I could have permanent brain damage. And similar to this submitter, like, no consequences. Zero consequences. Not even a conversation. The parents didn't even know. Yeah. And, like, from the parents' perspective, if my kid is doing shit like this, you better tell me immediately so that I can handle it and deal with it because that's horrifying. Yeah. Hey guys, me again. We're going to talk about the Abby Zwerner case for the rest of the episode pretty much. If you don't want to listen, go ahead and skip and we'll see you next time. This story that was submitted coupled with like the Abby Zwerner story Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you've been keeping up on that but like it could be anyone yeah I've been keeping up with it I would say not as much as I'm sure some people have but I think I'm pretty up to date on it did you see the Abby lawyer I did see that it could happen to any of us because the way that it played out, the teacher across the hall last year, her student had a knife and it was like the same thing. He said that he had it. Nobody could find it. He took, he had taken it to recess just like the gun was taken to recess. A kid saw the knife just like a kid saw the gun. It was brought back upstairs and he was acting really weird and my colleague was like, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? He was like, nothing, nothing. And then she saw the glint of the blade. <laughs> And, like, cleared the room. Obviously, it was... And I was across the hall, you know? Like, I had no idea. But she couldn't exactly be like, Arielle, like, come over here with your pregnant ass, you know? (laughs) And then the day after Texas, kid brings a BB gun to school. And, like, did you see that her principal said, he has little pockets. They knew that this kid had a gun because multiple people said that he had a gun. Then another teacher says, I think he took it to recess because it's not in his backpack, Two different people searched that backpack and didn't find it. She says, I think he has it at recess. And the principal responds, well, he has little pockets. And before the end of the day, he shot Abby in the chest. He has little pockets? Mm -hmm. And he has a big shirt. 
Because guess what they do? They put it shit in their pockets and they cover it with their uniform shirts. I don't know if they had a uniform at the school, but at my schools, always, they could have a pencil of mine from the class. They could have a ruler. And I'd be like, what's in your pocket, friend? And they'd go, they'd lift up their big ass uniform shirt and I'd be like, honey, it's certainly not a dangerous thing when I've experienced it, but like little pockets, quote unquote, doesn't mean shit. That's what's like the most disturbing part of it to me is that like it was known, it was reported, it was all of that because it almost always is and it's crazy to me that like the reports just get ignored 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 when they're so serious and they're so valid and there's so much weight to it it's not like it's a teacher who cried wolf and then it's also like the violence is so so prevalent that I just don't see what the disconnect is like it's not like people are reporting things that almost never happen so you can rationalize it and be like well that never happens so there's no way it could here. I feel like now we're at the point in education that there's been so much violence that like if you're in education you know someone that has had a direct experience with that. Like you've at least a friend of a friend, someone you met at a PD, like something you had someone experience a horrifyingly traumatic violent event at school. So like I just don't understand how people keep not taking it seriously when it gets reported to them because like you're there too. Like you're in that building. Like like what's the disconnect she probably felt so gaslit and alone your colleagues report it you report it a week before one of the grandmothers of her students said that this child brought bullets to school Mm -hmm. and you report it so many times and everybody tells you you're crying wolf because that's what is treated like until you're shot in the fucking chest clearing your room you're expected Mm -hmm. to save your class and sacrifice yourself, which of course we all would, but that's not the fucking point. It's shocking. It could have been prevented. And it's like, Maria, when there was a gun threat, oh, line your kids up on one wall and then line the backpacks up and check the backpacks? I'm sorry. It could have been so prevented. Like they had so many opportunities to prevent it. Like you look at the situation and there's an unlimited number of times someone could have done something and prevented it. Yeah, yeah. It's only like reaffirming to me why the fuck I'm not in a classroom. And I was driving home the other day thinking about how sad I am. Because I was like, I could go back to school next year. I could see that for myself. And then I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. I actually don't feel safe. Yeah. I don't feel protected and I am unpacking what that means for my child because I want her to go to school, but I'm also scared of her going to school. I mean, the parents said that this child got a secured gun, so secured that a six-year-old got it? When they said our family is committed to proper gun storage and safety, you're like, I, where was the commitment? Yeah, he was six. Where the fuck was it stored? In a Tupperware container? He might be feeling pretty committed now. He knew how to take the safety off? He knew how to load it? Like, what are you telling me? Like, it's either you have provided your child with an insane amount of gun knowledge at such an early age that it's not developmentally appropriate in any way, shape, or form, and that was an insane lapse of judgment on your part, or you're keeping a loaded gun with the safety off in your, like, nightstand drawer. And I, like, I don't know a ton about guns. I've never shot a gun i don't keep a gun in my home but i fucking know that if you have a child and you're gonna have guns in your home like a lot of people don't realize how like easy it is for kids to get into things that you think they might not get into and like outlets exactly like corners of your coffee table they can't even hold a pencil or work a chromebook 
without instruction. That's the thing that really gets me. US of A, baby. It really fucks me up. And like the fact that like Abby's story is not plastered everywhere and people are like, well, it's complicated. I thought that I knew about it because I watch the news every night because I'm a thousand and I didn't know the small pockets thing. So like the fucking news isn't even giving us the details about it. Like even if you think you're being informed, you're literally not. If anybody listening or if you haven't read the AP story where this statement is made from Abby's lawyer. I highly recommend that article to educate yourself on what's going on at least as of January 26, 2023. What happens beyond this, we don't know and we cannot predict, but I'm just really thankful that Abby's seemingly going to make a good recovery. I don't know about a full recovery, but she's now an outpatient, so she's no longer in critical care, thank God, but she could very easily have died that day in front of her students, at the hand of her students. Like, we have all these procedures and all these rules and all these things that you report this, report this, report this. You have to report this with this form and this by this this time and if x amount of hours has lapsed since this you report it to this person or this number and it's like we get mandated to report all of these fucking things but it doesn't even keep us safe so why if you're not going to keep us safe what's the fucking point I've said it before and I'll say it again if Sandy Hook wasn't it wasn't enough nothing is going to be enough ever yeah Ever. I yeah, I like I hate that I fully agree with that because so much of me wants to be like, no, someone will do something, but like Sandy Hook, when our country decided that we can ignore that and move on, that said so much about us. It's like moments like this, and this is like weird to say in the forum that I'm gonna say it, but it's literally times like this where I'm like, What's the fucking point of this podcast? Yeah. Are we really just screaming into a void? And what's it going to take? I really wonder what it's going to take because I feel like gun violence in schools, like I said, it's so prevalent. Everyone has a connection to it. I know pretty much every parent is terrified for their child. I know every teacher is scared for themselves. And it's just like, who doesn't care? Like, who doesn't care so much that the rest of us are living in fear? Like, who's so protected and who doesn't care enough and who has the privilege to not care about it? That we just have to live like this. Like, what's going to be the tipping point? What's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Because I feel like, like Sandy Hook, we have to do something now and then just no one ever does. Yeah. And it's like, I'm always thinking about the podcast and I'm like, like I said to you on some episode or I don't even know if it made it in where I was like, what if we just call Jill Biden? But I'm like dead ass. I think about that all the time where I'm like, we can call somebody in Congress. We can call a school leader. Like we can call people on the school board. But then I get stuck and I'm like, for what? What are they going to do that they, they're just going to tell us that they're going to do something and then they're not? Yeah. Because I, I think teachers feel so abandoned and like, That is why, like, these submission episodes and, like, bringing on our guests does matter to me because I think that there's a lot of people that need to hear it, but the people that need to hear it, maybe they're not listening, you know? They're listening to Joe Rogan. Yeah, well, we need to get on Joe Rogan. Like, there just has to be something that we can do. Don't threaten me with a good time. Hilarious. Get out of here. Like, who's in charge? Like, I think, what's their address? I don't want to have violence. I just want to call them into a productive conversation again. Daddy Biden? They had to talk about Ticketmaster this week, so they're really busy. They couldn't talk about the gun violence thing. They said, we have to take care of this Taylor Swift issue immediately immediately it's pressing the fact that they did that that's like a pr so tour i know they're like oh my god everyone loves taylor swift and a mm-hmm. lot of white women are being fucked over that seems like a great time for us to win some media points they're like get those <laughs> fucking Ticketmaster people in here yesterday yeah who stole what i don't know it turns out everybody stole documents i'm beginning to think <laughs> i'm the only one that doesn't have classified documents i'm feeling a little self-conscious actually 
So our government doesn't care about protecting us. It doesn't care about the education system falling apart. But they're really having a good time pointing out each other's flaws. Oh, they love it more than anything. They're living for it. I feel like I'm watching Love Island. It's like Love (laughs) Island government edition. They need to go. (laughs) I'm tired and I hate it here. They're like, well, I saw Mike had two folders and I only had one. So then they're like, Nancy Pelosi's being suspiciously silent. Like, that's how, that's what we're watching right now. I'm waiting for them to have their little water bottles and be like, just walking around Congress. Something needs to be able to be done. I just can't figure out what the fuck it is. But I'm telling you, signing petitions, raising awareness, it's not working. Awareness has been raised. Like, I think we're, the awareness raising era, I think, like, did what it needed to do and is over. And I think we're all feeling a little more aware than we'd like to be. Yeah. Um. So if we could move to, like, the next phase of this, I'm wondering what that is for us. But I think mm-hmm. the awareness, we can go ahead and check that one off check, our check. box. Yeah. I'm aware and frightened. Mm-hmm. But there has to be something more. There just has to be. Somebody will tell us. People have lots of ideas. I feel like I'm, like, I'm, like edging the idea. Like, it's close. I can mm-hmm. feel it, like, entering Tip my brain. Tip of the tongue. Tip of the Tip, tongue. No, it really is. Let's all put our brains together, you guys. I can't believe a submissions episode took us here. Well, thank you for joining us, friends. We appreciate you. We hope if you go to school today, it goes well. And if it doesn't, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be here. here with our podcast for your drive home. We will. <laughs> we'll see you later. Love, Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Kisses. What a somber episode. But it really fixed my vibes, I think, in a weird no, way. No, that's good. I think that's good. Okay, bye. The vibes are fixed. The vibes are fixed. We may end. Goodbye. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.